Jay Sanford here, Washington Financial Group, Director of Investment Strategy. Thought I would uh, come to you from our Washington, D.C. branch. Uh, we are working remotely, and I do have a colleague here to help me, socially distanced, of course. Six feet away. Six feet away. It is Elena Pearson, who uh, is the host of other podcasts at Washington Financial Group, so I thought she could help me with this. She is going to ask a few questions that some of our clients might be wondering or asking themselves. thought it would be good to uh, get some answers in front of people, give our perspective on things, and just let you know that we are remote, we are working hard, and it is business as usual or as much as possible at Washington Financial Group. So Elena, thank you for helping here. My pleasure. Uh, I know you've got some questions for me, so why don't we start right away? Sure, absolutely. So Jay, as you know, uh, we are, while we're working remotely, uh, it seems busier than ever. Uh, during times like these, it's really important for us to be proactive uh, as well as very responsive to our clients and their concerns. And so um, one of the things that I'm always uh, asked and I'm always wondering is, you know, we're all feeling this market volatility, but um, besides the day-to-day -day market fluctuations that we're seeing, and we see it up and down, um, you know, every other day, what do you see in the near future that gives you pause, that may be concerning as we project forward, and what gives you hope, what gives you the optimism uh, to, to continue to have, you know, positive dialogue? Sure. Um, good question. You know, I think actually Friday was a very interesting day in the market and it, it gave me both pause and uh, maybe a glimpse of hope as well. On Friday, we saw the markets start out positive. Uh, would have been the first time in over six weeks that we had two positive days in a row on the S&P 500. Uh, but it did kind of peter out there at the end. And what we saw were bonds were actually um, losing some value, which was based on liquidity concerns, not based on anything but that. And so I think that that's a little bit alarming. And you saw the Fed today, and I should note that we are uh, taping this Monday, and so things could obviously change before you uh, hear this. The 23rd. When, yes, Monday the 23rd. So the bond uh, market was a little bit concerning on Friday, but the thing that I found really interesting was uh, the international markets. Um, we actually saw our um, emerging markets fund go up on Friday. And so that was a sign that emerging markets and really what you're talking about when you say emerging markets with a lot of these funds is Asia and specifically China. The Asian markets in China specifically were positive um, uh, in, on Friday. So we saw some, some glimpses of hope with that, with a positive emerging markets fund. We did see treasuries go up, but that simply was a, a flight to quality. Most everything else was down a bit. Um, so we're taking it day by day when it comes to the volatility. We know that there are going to be some uh, tough times ahead. I think the... Um, Unemployment number is going to be astronomical. That will be out on Thursday, and we're hoping that the Senate has a package passed uh, before then, should have it today, 
and hopefully that'll combat that very scary number that'll come out on Thursday. Well, one of the good things about about that number in terms of unemployment is while that has been very rapid, uh, we've seen an increase in that. Hopefully we'll see a, a parallel uh, rapid decrease as in the future as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And, and it's kind of tough to quantify that sentiment, right? Because a lot of people have been laid off very quickly. The restaurant industry obviously got real hit really hard here in D.C. and I'm sure New York and other major metropolitan areas. And so that number is going to be very high. And you hope that once we get our hands wrapped around uh, the virus itself and have the ability to go back to work, that that number will reverse course immediately. And as violent as that number is going down, it'll be just as quick to go back up. And so you just don't know when that is. And that's kind of the waiting game that's difficult to process and to quantify when it comes to the markets. Absolutely. So where do you get most of your information from? Obviously, we have our CNBC uh, going today, as we do every day in the office. Um, Where are some of the other interesting sources of information um, where you're getting information, not just about the markets, but from policy, the spread of the virus, what we're doing in order to to contain it and find potential solutions? Um, Where do you garner your best information? So my day mostly is made up of talking to clients and talking to economists and mutual fund managers. So my information is based in the financial sector. Um, I must say that the financial sector, the funds that we deal with, the ETFs that we deal with, those managers have made themselves available to me and to our colleagues in order to get the information on the portfolios immediately. So most of the day is reading those and talking to those people, reading those emails. Um, There are some fantastic economists at JP Morgan that we talk to on a daily basis. Uh, Goldman Sachs has wonderful information as well. So throughout the day, it's client calls and talking to those people in order to get an idea of what uh, they're seeing and what how those portfolios are positioned. Nice. Um, what are you reading in addition to that? So market closes after hours, it's 4 or 5 p.m. What are you doing to de-stress? Because you spend you know, most of your day on client calls, chatting with portfolio managers. What takes your mind off of things? What are you reading? I've actually had a hard time dealing with that aspect of it. Um, telecommuting is, is, uh, can be difficult for some people. I find it a little bit difficult because it's very hard to unplug if I'm basically in the same place all the time. Um, I have been playing an odd amount of bubble crush at the end of the day. That seems to de-stress me quite well. <laughs> um, I also have been watching a lot of Netflix at night. Uh, the Outsider on HBO, excellent. Uh, Hunters on Amazon Prime. Um, and I'm hoping, hoping that some place like Disney or uh, Hulu or or Netflix starts putting out these big blockbuster movies. You might see those come out on one of those, and that could be a uh, investment play down the road if you see these companies deciding that the theaters aren't going to be open for a while and we're going to put these blockbusters out. 
So anyway, that's what I'm doing. I do watch or I do read, continue to read emails and talk to um, mutual fund and portfolio managers uh, after hours uh, simply because some of them are overseas and uh, they have different time zones and that sort of thing. So that happens as well. But I do my best to de-stress uh, it I'm sounds like you're not doing the most amazing job. I'm not. I I'm did failing. give you that book of poetry by E.E. E. Cummings, which I'm waiting for you to read. I think you'll find that potentially soothing. Yeah, it is not soothing because the uh, punctuation in those in that book is crazy and it stresses me out. Thank you. <laughs> so Jay Sanford not doing a great job managing the stress, but that's okay. Um, what other lessons can we learn during this, this period in time? We are definitely in a period of self-reflection and reevaluation, both, you know, the markets are doing it. It seems like we're all doing it as well as we're all socially distanced. Um, what sort of lessons do you think that we can take away from this unique time? Yeah, it's a good question. I always try and uh, take a step back and look at what's happening and how uh, we can compare it to other time periods. Um, for better or for worse, I've been in the industry since the mid-90s, so I have seen uh, 2000, 2001, 9-11. Uh, I've seen currency devaluations. I've seen um, 2008 obviously was the most recent one and and now we've seen this and so everything always feels a little bit different when it comes to that but we always see kind of the markets churn the way they have so in 2008 the financial markets were were crazy and we thought it was kind of the end of banking as we knew it and suddenly 2009 uh, it bottomed out 2001 i think actually feels a little bit like this in the sense that it's a little bit scary. We don't really know uh, what's coming each day. I remember 9-11 was on a Tuesday and you, you walked outside and everyone was kind of walking around like a zombie. And I kind of feel the same way with this too. Um, you actually was, were able to be social in 2001, whereas this is, you have to be socially distanced, I realize. But I think the fear feels about the same. The lessons that you can learn from these types of times, um, I think this, there's some simple ones. Um, always have an emergency reserve. You know, if you are young, have an emergency reserve so you feel comfortable uh, or at least confident that you can take care of yourself over a three or six month time period if you were, in fact, to lose your job. The same can be for retirees, and we we implement this. Uh, quite well at WFG, where we make sure that you have a lot of cash on hand. And that allows you to deal with your cash flow without touching your investments. Right now, touching your investments is probably the worst thing you can do uh, because you're basically locking in your losses and losing the ability to ride the market back up. I do feel like, and of course, I have no crystal ball and I'm no uh, doctor when it comes to this, but I do feel like when we get a handle on this, we are going to have the ability to skyrocket back out of this simply because we have done everything possible when it comes to uh, having the economy ready to spring into action once the virus has taken place. So my biggest thing is, is you know, have the cash, have that rainy day fund. And if you watch Pretty Woman ever, uh, one of the things that Richard Gere says is, you know, that rainy day fund, did you ever have it? And then he spouts off something like, well, it's raining really hard now. 
So I think that's where I go with that. Have cash, uh, know what market you're in. Uh, quite frankly, if you are in the growth phase of uh, your portfolio, you should be thinking about buying, as painful as that sounds. If you add cash, uh, dripping in back into the market might be your best uh, way of doing it. So I think uh, we'll always be learning when these sorts of things happen, and uh, we'll probably put out more podcasts and, and information that, on things that we have learned throughout this. Wonderful. Thanks so much for... Uh sitting down here and chatting with me and uh get back out there and yep it's time to go back to work so thank you all for listening appreciate it um just know that we are here please give us a call if you have questions concerns if you're fearful if you're excited about buying uh, we are definitely here and communication is paramount when it comes to these sorts of times So thanks for listening. Uh, We will be back again, I promise, and uh, look forward to talking to you. Take care. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you have a question that you'd like us to address in a future episode, shoot us an email at info at washfinancial.com. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. 